It's Kyle Bartley with a header from John Swift's free kick. He's with one hand and takes away with another. And the Smith he, he just in. he just takes. And it's there, and it's George Edmondson. Friday, everyone. This is Gavin. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook podcast. Once again, if your week included backing Liam Kitchen and Nathan Smith to score goals in a games of association football, then A, you have my sympathy, but B, welcome aboard. You're safe here among like-minded punters. I can't promise the goal scorer gods are going to make amends, but it will get better. We'll talk a little bit more about those miscarriages of justice this week later on. But as usual, we're here every week to review what we've seen, mark your goal scorer card for the weekend and put up some good value selections. Joining me to do all of that, as always, John Boywater at Set Peace Hero on Twitter. Uh, John, good morning for a change. Good morning. It's a disgrace, isn't it? Everything's a disgrace this week. Uh, just uh, only goal scorer punters will will share the pain. I I, I think we probably felt it more than um, Port Vale supporters who were up in arms about. Um, I guess they missed. Uh, I don't know they about missed... that. They look, they, they look pretty angry to me. Well, they were angry. They were angry about missing the penalty. I guess they wouldn't. Have, but yeah. if they'd have scored the penalty, then we would have still had our anger. <laughs> um, but we'll talk a bit more about that later on. John, we were we, we're recording on a Friday morning because I've never known a week like it, full of anticipation, salivating at the prospect of an EFL card where there's some absolute. Um, there's there's a few ricks about, right? With a, certainly one, which we're going to talk a little bit later on. The price that um, we were waiting for after after recording um, last week, and um, hey, when it popped up, it was a good one. If that hasn't whetted people's appetite, that's what people do on podcasts, right? They wet people's appetite for later on. We will talk yeah. about that later on. But uh, any any personal reflections? You nearly landed the treble of all trebles this week. Talk to us a bit about the one that got away. Do I have to? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's uh, is it Alanis Morissette? Isn't it ironic? There we go. That's a that's quite contemporary for me. It's only twenty five years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, midweek or Tuesday, a uh, bit of after time. But I had Ed Turns for Orient, uh, Pearson for Huddersfield, and I stuck in Turnbull for Tranmere. So uh, when when you've had a 20 to 1 and a 16 to 1 winner and you still haven't really made a lot out of it it's not it's not fantastic staking by me <laughs> uh the, the place where i placed the bet would take quite a not a heavy treble but a decent treble and hardly anything on the doubles and tricksy um for those who don't know two scored was in about half an hour wasn't it quite early on uh, yeah um pearson went in early and turns uh, wasn't it yeah i was uh i was getting you know you get that we, we're sort of n- gnarled veterans if you like but you do get that you get that feeling of thinking this could be it and uh, it's just funny I mean I spent <laughs> on that Tuesday night I probably spent 10 minutes so as every weekend we spend hours on you know a lot of time on it and I just looked, I looked at not looked at the names but I just thought that you know that's a good lineup um, I wanted to be with Will Boyle for Huddersfield but he was on the bench so I chucked in Pearson um, Ed Turns I just wanted to be against Crew, and he was like treble the price of Beckles, and I saw he'd had a, a really good game the week before. So, you know, it wasn't particularly 
detailed analysis like we we try and provide but yeah well, it, it was good it was good but nathan smith was another one that i, I was on to you very early saturday wasn't i saying this is the this is this is the biggest position of the season if the price is right which it wasn't as, really but yeah almost yeah. as soon as um as soon as rogers no, as soon as um Atkinson had all those um, defensive issues, right? Straight away after after Saturday, and you you said straight away Nathan Smith, all in no. midweek, and um, yeah, as Vale supporters will know, he what tapped it in, but Rogers. Some irony there is Rogers the handballed it on. Oh, good old, good old Rogers. He gives with one hand and takes away with another. And the Smith, no, he, he just in. he just takes. He doesn't give anything. <laughs> <laughs> we we commented on uh, before we started uh, recording, didn't we? That um, hey, there's there's only two things that that goal scorer punters like doing, and that's um, backing value losers and moaning about winners. And we've we've done. Yeah, we've it's done, ridiculous, really. I mean, <laughs> done both of that in the first few. I minutes. think if if uh, Smith and Turnbull had scored, we might not have been here today, to be honest. But oh, um, we'd be recording it from a yeah, a nice beach somewhere from else. A, uh, private island somewhere not not quite but yeah it would have been nice i mean um i don't know i don't know what to say about that smith decision i just i didn't realize at the time but you sent me the the tweet that they put out and i thought that's strange then i saw the highlight and i thought what on earth is but there we go and i mentioned um we'll come on to 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 league one later but i mentioned liam kitchen as well so there there will be there will be you know um, listenership is going up of this pod and I'm sure we're all of the same mindset and when these these players go in that we've you know I, I didn't I didn't back Liam Kitchen last week but I imagine there's someone who's backed Nathan Smith and Liam Kitchen this uh, week yeah, the, 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 the Barnsley one is uh Barnsley one is confusing right because what Bobby Thomas has I don't think I don't think Bobby Thomas has, has touched the ball but through no, he hasn't even touched it it's a fantastic <laughs> celebration I think. and that's what's won it that's what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a celebration I think Kitchen Kitchen has got the last touch he thinks he's got the last touch yeah. but then he looks around at Bobby Thomas wheeling around the um in front of the Portsmouth fans and um when I first saw it, I thought that, that, that when I first saw it, it looked like it was clear Thomas, didn't it? Really, just because of the convincing celebration. Absolutely. When, it, when they showed the replay, I mean, it was quite good by him. Uh, if you back Thomas, then you're on the other side of things, Absolutely. aren't you? Happy yeah. as Lowry, but withdraw it as quick as you can. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's look at the week in review. We will start off with the championship first off. Um, New signing for Burnley, uh, Jalmar Ekdal. So scored from a corner on his debut. It was a nice little tap in the, the, after a back post header. Uh, we'll see if he's an aerial threat going forward, but he did win two of his three aerial attacking duels. Good to have someone from Burnley on side. I put I put in my notes here. I might just have to eat a bit of humble pie about Burnley, right? And uh, yeah, I think we might have been wrong there. They uh, they, they, they seem quite good. Huh? Turns out if company might just know what he's doing as well. Because I, I, I saw Norwich what a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, wow, well, Norwich are the best. I've seen here. I thought they stand off a chance going to to Burnley, but well put to the sword. Um, and it, John, what was top of your list for for Championship reviewing? Uh, yeah, I had Ekdal as well. Um, I think we both got Cyrus Christie, early season nemesis, um, who's barely stopped scoring since that time I put him up. Um, Absolutely, three shots in the opening fifteen minutes for Hull. It was. Should have scored yeah. with a second, but then carbon copy is the one that, that gets in from the third chance. But um, eight shots. Yeah, he still looks. Score, a, still looks a fair price, really, doesn't he? I this week. So yeah, I, I wrote these notes down a couple of days ago, but I think it's fourteens versus Stoke that still looks a, still looks fairly decent. And I think um, yeah, Josh Tymon's out for Stoke as well, isn't he? Which could give some um, could give some space down that that right hand side. 
but yeah. Time after time, and I don't time quite work. Time after time. Uh, exactly. Sorry. Uh, Middlesbrough-Blackpool was quite the set-piece battle. Um, Paddy McNair scored, Blackpool vulnerable again, and obviously midweek against Huddersfield, as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dara Lenahan, the man who I nickname never scores, had three efforts. Uh, for Blackpool, Charlie Good looked dangerous, but he, he's injured now, mm-hmm. so which unfortunately isn't unusual with him, especially last few years, so... That's a worry. Uh, since he's gone there, Curtis, Curtis Nelson's had quite lively. Um, two chances on his debut here, and I think he had one in midweek. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the moment, uh, Ek Pateta, captain, is still out with a hamstring injury, so I think you can only really look at... I don't know who's going to play alongside Nelson, but hard to be positive about Blackpool, but Nelson... Possibly, uh, Murray Wall- Murray Wallace. Um, my regular mention hit the bar from her. <laughs> Murray Walker, you're going to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoomed one in. Um, it was a good header from very difficult chance, almost on the edge of the area. Um, hit the bar. Never really looked like going in, but the Jake Cooper finish was a fantastic. I don't know if you saw that. Just hooked it around the corner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's classic Jake Cooper, very good finisher for us for a centre back. Um, same game, Charlie Creswell had a chance, so all the middle defenders had a bit of something there. Uh, Dennis Serkin, very brave equaliser for Sunderland, but he got knocked out in the process, so I'm not sure we'll be seeing him for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one for Watford, which I missed on the signings, I must admit, was uh, Ryan Porteous, okay. who came from Scotland, um, from Hibs. Uh, he had a decent scoring record for Hibs. I got involved in a bit of a Twitter spat, as I seem to be at the moment, with uh, a load of Scottish fans who were unhappy that he said that the Championship was better quality than the rest of the SPL. Oh, I saw that, um, yeah. I don't think that's particularly controversial, is it? <laughs> no, unfortunately <laughs> not. It's got a lot more, a lot more, What the wage bill up, Every championship team must be bigger than every old fir- every team by the old firm. So I don't really, I didn't really see that he didn't say anything controversial, and it was you know it's, it's like a, he it, killed someone. It's a chat for it's, another week, but we'll um, yeah, one day we'll go we'll go down League One and we'll stop when you get a team that wouldn't finish top of the SBL. And I think you have to go. Down oh, the Scottish <laughs> transmitters just gone down. Ross McIntosh is fuming. He's throwing something at his radio. It's not on radio, is it? But I think they're, they're impressed by Todd Cantwell started started well, which I think is good. Good. For yeah. Them. Good. Good luck with that project. That's, uh, <laughs> good. Uh, your, your man Mario Gasper. Oh, oh Gasper yeah. Again. Um, yeah. He had some open play chances, but he's gone back to right back because the guy I mentioned, Ferreira, seems mm-hmm. to be out injured for a while already. Uh, so I think Gasper's going to be at right back for a while. So. That probably doesn't help, but it might help his price. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Trust, Aaron Trusty, uh, your first mention this season, I think. He, he just keeps back, scoring yeah. from nowhere, doesn't he? Um, he does. Uh, that was a four-three win at Swansea, which was yet another peak Russell Martin game. I like to. Uh, well, he's on the man's on the wall. He won't. He's not going to last long, is he? I don't think that. That seems like that's going to. No, he's to having end. one of his uh, bad spells. So they'll probably win five in a row again now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only other very, thing very I strange. had, uh, Coventry once again couldn't defend a long throw uh, for the well, 65th oh, yeah. time this season. But um, that Friday night, yeah, Furlong was causing trouble in the one 0 defeat to West Brom. Um, we'll see whether that continues. Uh, Luton tomorrow, we've got. 
So um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll pick out a threat there. We'll head down into League One then. We 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 opened up uh, last week's pod talking a bit about Portsmouth. There's some great work done by um, Hancock Analysis, wasn't it? All questions were answered. Deshaun Bernard slotted in at right back. Raggett kept his place, but all of that back four, I think we spoke about. Towler and Co had chances. Um, I had a quick look back at some of those Portsmouth um, corners mm. and free kicks, and they all line up on the penalty spot. Really, you just hey, pick your pick your weapon of choice amongst all of those that back four, and, and keep Portsmouth on side. Um, yeah, and we mentioned about the the, the Barnsley goal there. Um, Aidan Flint was doing a. I saw had a had a chance to stick one away for for Sheffield Wednesday, but was just being Aidan Flint and doing his typical amount of six yard box loitering, which we which we know he does. Um, John, I think it won't spoil everyone's surprise, but there was a there was a big there was a big notebook entry. Oh, it was big. In, it into was League big. One on uh, on Saturday. What did you see? Um, yeah, most of the notes uh, I will come back to later, but uh, Brandon Cooper again for Forest Green. Mm-hmm. Um, very limited Forest Green in terms of what they produced, but nearly everything was Brandon Cooper. It wasn't a lot, but I think he he's someone I'm keen on, but it's just hard to be positive about Forest Green at the moment, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, in general, not not sure about Duncan Ferguson there. Um uh, Mads, uh, going back to Barnsley um, with that dubious goal, Mads Anderson again had a decent quality chance quite early on. Um, good old, who seems to be the biggest price of anyone constantly now. He does, yeah. Uh, and I think you've you spot well, not there is particularly uh, tricky to spot, but the regular name of that I can never say for Burton, um, the defensive midfielder now. Oh, Osage Osage That's it. Yeah, I said it wrong, but (laughs) yeah, he was. um, He had a fair few chances, didn't he? Sam Hughes won a good header. I think Osage got one beneficiary of a good good Sam Hughes knockdown there. Brayford had a far post header as well for Burton, didn't he? And uh, um, yeah, Burton um, created plenty against Fleetwood. Yeah, you've got the. I like this little note you've got here about the most shots in the last five games. Do you want to cover that? Oh yeah, so yeah, hey, just a just a top and tail kind of like League One. I was just having a look at um, data. So last five games, most shots, centre backs in League One. Names that will surprise no one: Towler, Brayford, Elliot Moore, who had another couple of headers from distance against uh, Shrewsbury at the weekend, and um, the aforementioned Bobby Thomas as well. So, hey, if you're looking for what cheat sheet, quick fix, some names to keep on board. Um, and we may, and in fact, I don't think we mentioned any of those those names later on. But um, I'll 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 um, I'll, uh, I'll finish off our league two bit with um, with who's uh, getting shots in target in that division as well. Should we head to league two, John? Yes, why not? Who's um, on your Who's on your list? Uh, Cameron Norman started off the oh, Saturday of well with an early goal in the early kickoff, which uh, made me kick the cat. I don't actually have a cat. If anyone wants to uh, <laughs> report me to the RSPCA, um, I don't know. Just just picture in that great mood when you um, someone you've been following recently scores the the goal in the early kickoff, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Alfie Kilgore, I know you've got that. Uh, two and two for Mansfield. Yeah, that was the uh, one. Really, that was the one. Wasn't yeah. it? I mean, Bradford would. He, he, looks obvious now right after, but he, yeah, he was a he was a big price to follow up there. He was on he was on a few lists kind of last week, but um, yeah, nice tidy finish, wasn't it, against Mansfield? 
Yeah, he just the the way he sort of took up the position was like a striker, wasn't it? Um, a really really good cross by Hewitt, really good work by Hewitt on the right. Um, Paul Huntington scored an own goal and then seemed determined to try and make up for it. Um, had some good uh, good late efforts. Morgan Feeney again for Carlisle. Um, yes. Carlisle so, definitely in the in the top echelon, aren't they? For September. yeah, I saw Feeney kind of stayed up front. At the, were they chasing the game against Howard? I think, and weren't uh, they? And, um, yeah, yeah, after the Huntingdon yeah, own goal. Right. Yeah, so Feeney was looked to be kind of stuck up front, and he got that's his right, shots yeah. away. I think later on through through open play. So that was a that was of interest if Carlisle are, are chasing games. Uh, yeah, I've got one here. I'll mention later on. Um, I think you've got this guy as well, Neil Byrne for Stockport. Um, yeah, that was that was we mentioned it last week. Stockport Tranmere, and it turned out to be an end-to-end game as well. Byrne went close from an early header. Um, we completely missed that off the list last week as well because he just um, he'd only just left Tranmere as well in December, and he said Bernard, so that would have been um, a sickening um, uh, if we'd if we'd have missed um, that. I'm itching to back your namesake when he comes back because uh, they they just seem to have, since he's been missing they've created the best day of all season from set plays. Yeah, just need someone. I'm sure he would have got one or he would have got one or two in this period. I'm pretty certain. Absolutely, well, he can't be certain, but um, more likely to. Uh, the only other one uh, briefly mentioned earlier: Ed turns in midweek for mm. Orient. Um, I noticed that the. Newly appointed PFA chairman Omar Beckles. Was, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Talk, yeah. What a partnership, the PFA chairman and Ed Turns. That is, um, yeah, I noticed he he was talking him up already, saying um, he's going to go to the top, uh, da-da-da. So make of that what you will. But I think he's learning a few dark arts from Mr Beckles. Mm, good stuff. Um, a word on Wimbledon, who um, who they topped my three-match form table. They had some solid chances against Stockport and Bradford, Bradford recently. And, you know, just one chance to know against Orient, credited to uh, Alex Pierce, But just watched it back. Looked like a smartly worked corner. Josh Davison with a nice near-post run, and he flicks the header back into into the penalty spot um, for Pierce. Um, yeah, they host Carlisle this weekend. One to keep an eye off, and uh, just to round off that little circle where we spoke about Orient, you you mentioned Ed Turns justifiably, but yeah, the the, the attempts by Crew to clear the danger yeah, from the quite, corner quite were, funny, like, wasn't it? were like laughable, yeah. weren't they? So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna oppose Crew this weekend because they face Crawley, and that feels like an absolutely huge game, and I think those two sides might just be. Um, Starting to go in different directions, but uh, but but crew, yeah, kind of crew's the one I missed over the last few weeks. So yeah, yeah, I think about a couple of weeks ago, I thought, can crew get ten more points? And um, they were a massive price for finishing in that bottom two. But now they're you only did say that to me anyway. I think yeah, they're only um, only what six six seven points now. It looks uh, yeah, they're very. They're, I think they're single single digits now to um to finish in the bottom two. But anyway, we shall um we shall avoid the wrath of uh, of Q. Crew fans. The only other name I had was a, a blast from the past. Uh, Niall Canavan. They tend to his chances tend to make not to make too many headlines from an XG standpoint because when he attacks them, he tends to attack them from the penalty spot from set pieces, and they're a bit far out. So, if you're purely looking at the XG, he doesn't look um, too threatening. Um, but yeah, one two good headers against Colchester. Um, the first one hit the post as well, and the second one just goes just goes wide. Um, yeah, and the most shots in the last five games then. So we did this for League One in League Two. The names you should be looking out for, some of which 
might get a mention in the next couple of minutes as well. There will be no surprise to anyone that top of the list is Sweeney and um, Piagiani. But next, not too far away, Francioletti for Crawley and our good old friend uh, Ben Goodliffe, who struck one right at the keeper in the nil-nil draw with Stevenage last weekend. Uh, but we'll talk about our friend Mr Goodliffe in a couple of minutes. Um, John, anything uh, midweek, I guess, was... Uh, spoke a bit about but any, anything else um anything anything else pop up on the radar midweek or or anything for um for our EFL cheat sheet if you like for giving people pointers um, for the weekend the the only one uh well Huddersfield have got rid of Fotheringham haven't they um I think I said on here after his first press conference this is going to go one of two ways uh, very good or very bad because he was quite aggressive um and he uh he, he called out the players after the Blackpool uh, draw, which was a bit of a disaster considering they're against 10 men for most of it. Uh, he did pick up the set plays though, so I'm a bit frustrated from that point of view because I, I was liking them. Um, on the former club system, uh, Mansfield Musings on Twitter, the um, one of our favourite club accounts, if we're allowed to say that. Um, of course we are. We're not. Uh, <laughs> you're not stopping me from saying anything, no matter shit I've said on it. Um, <laughs> Uh, he he reminded me that uh, you've got Alex McDonald, uh, George George Lapsley, and Ollie Hawkins all going back to oh, Mansfield yes. this week for Gillingham. Um, obviously, obviously they've only left a month or so ago as well, or two of those. So that could be a very lively game, Mansfield Gillingham. Indeed, I, I only had one, Jane Stockley, who went to you go Fleetwood. He go Fleetwood. I think he scored, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he goes. He's straight up against Charlton this weekend. So if you're looking for oh, one for a former club, Jane Stockley, returning to Charlton. Um, excellent. Should we head into what I think? Just, just immediately after last week, felt like a really good coupon with some really good selections. Um, this will end in disaster. But do you want to um, do you want to lead us off, John, <laughs> with your uh, with your with your nap? I think we're going League One first off. Yeah, we're going all League One for me anyway. Um, the nap is Caleb Taylor, the regularly mentioned youngster. I'm known from West Brom uh, for Cheltenham versus Accrington, eighteen to one. Um, I've been accused of being an Accrington fan by a couple of people, which um, I'm not actually an Accrington fan, but I do like the club. I've been there a couple of times. Very friendly, uh, very well run. I think John Coleman is the messiah. Um, But, you know, I I don't really like opposing them. That sounds stupid, but I I have got a soft spot for them. But the problem is now they're not... A, they've got no centre-backs, which is a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with Harvey Rogers being suspended, uh, we have a lot of fun about him, but he's had a, he's had a good season. He's been their player of the season, and he's their best defensive header they've got left without Nottingham being there. Uh, Astley is probably out, though Coleman sounded a little bit more positive about that one. I can't see how Doug Tharm can play because it's only been a week since he was carried off and went to hospital, even though he has. they said he was fine. Um, Nottingham won't be back ready. They played a youngster in Aaron Pickles in midweek um, against Port Vale. I thought he looked okay, actually, but I got uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but I thought Port Vale were absolutely terrible um, considering the, the way the match was, uh, especially first half. The first half of that game was the worst game I've seen all season. 
the problem with Atkinson now is they're not the first couple of months of the season. I think I'm right in saying they they were definitely top four of XG created, weren't they? They were up there. Yeah. They were creating a lot going forward and conceding a lot, but that's okay. Now they're conceding a lot, or quite a lot, and they're not creating hardly anything. Um, so looking at this game this weekend, Cheltenham are also suddenly in a touch of trouble, to be fair. and they, But they've got Accrington and then Cambridge on Tuesday. This looks like a... They'll be looking at a minimum of four points here, just, just to get a little bit of a safety net. Mm-hmm. Another good performance against Bolton, which... They seem to raise their games against the better sides, as I've really, I mentioned before. Uh, Caleb Taylor had a late effort there. Now, a new stat here, as I'm sick of saying XG over and over. <laughs> um, we'll go for the... Uh, Caleb Taylor has an average of 1.2 shots per 90 minutes this season, which is up there. Uh, 0.5 per game on target, which again is perfectly fine. Uh, goes without saying, this is a very favourable spot for him. Um, I, I'm not sure what back for Acton going to play, but as you mentioned to me midweek, to be honest, they're not very good anyway. So uh, it, it really feels like they, they could get a shoe in soon. Whether Cheltenham are the right side to do that, I wouldn't be convinced. But uh, Taylor scored recently, first career goal against Derby. Uh, I've played him in all markets, two plus, you know, everything really, because I just, I just think this potentially could get messy. Uh, just got to hope that Cheltenham keep the foot down if they do go into an early lead. But Caleb Taylor at eighteen to one is the nap. Very, very good. Um, Northampton, Warsaw, where I was last Saturday, gave would have given Vale Atkinson a good run for its money in worse games oh, yeah, he, that you've seen all season. Oh, God, I, I went there thinking, yeah, this could be a, a couple of months down the line, this could be a playoff dress rehearsal. Uh, it won't be. They were both absolutely awful. Made, made only worse by... that. that my worst decision that day was going in Northampton, Warsaw, when I could have been at Weatherby, where... Long story short, a horse that I'm part of um, uh, won its bumper at forty to one, which was uh, <laughs> and no champagne. I stopped off some champagne on the way home, but um, but yeah, I could have been at Weatherby celebrating with um, celebrating with some some good friends. Uh, but I was at Northampton getting cold, watching them to a dour nil nil draw against Walsall. Um, that's enough of that. Um, into League Two, I've mentioned him already. Ludwig Franchelletti here for Crawley, fourteen to one. Big game this versus Crew. You just feel, you know, Scotland his side, you know, a small bit of momentum behind them and crew going the other way. Crawley's data doesn't look, you know, too bad since New Year. Dom Telford's what found his scoring boots. Nadston's back in contention. Crew, not so much. You mentioned the Ed Turns goal debacle. Um, came five minutes after El Mazzuni had a free header for for for, um, for Orient as well. Um, been a good month or so for the 23-year-old, six-foot-four Frenchman. Two nice near-post efforts last time out against Gillingham. Really should have scored against Newport. Missed a kick and then Telford was there to finish it off. Some expert far-post loitering against Stevenage, followed by a measured shot from open play that just curled over the bar. Five shots in four, well over a goal XG in the last few weeks. Only Sweeney and Piagiani, as we said, ahead of him in the shot since the new year. Crew just the right spot to add to his one goal this season. So Ludwig Franciletti, 14-1 to 1 for Crawley to compound the crew misery. That opens up uh, my nap for the weekend. Uh, John, where are we going for your next best? Great stuff. We haven't heard Ludwig mentioned for a while, have we? We haven't. Um, He's back. <laughs> it's just it's a great name. And uh, yeah, I, I did, um, I meant to say to you, He'd been popping up a little bit last week, I think. So yeah, that's a that's a good spot, I think. 
Now the next best is uh, this will um, uh, this has already caused a bit of um, division on the odds makers if they exist anymore, apart from a few places. <laughs> um, Lewis Montsmouth, uh, Lincoln versus Bristol Rovers, and there's twenty to one out there. Um, believe it or not, unbelievable. Now. Um, for those who don't remember the name, uh, and he was a forgotten name purely because he's had a very long-term injury, uh, he's only just recently had his second game back for Lincoln Monsma. Um, terrible injury. He's still only 24, very classy on the ball. He had a late chance blocked at 3-0 up versus Accrington last week, which I think showed... He's always had that attacking intent, and also he's played the full game there, which is good. Um I did a bit of digging into, I listened to yeah Mark Kennedy press conference and I hadn't realised that Monsma has played quite a lot of B-team games to strengthen up before he came back. Mm-hmm. So I was worried that he might be rested here or rotated here, but they it looks like they've very, very gradually brought him back via the B-team or uh, under-23s, whatever they call it. So that's less of a worry than I had when I first saw this. Um and also, they're playing Derby in midweek, so they've got Derby and Pompey to follow. So you'd imagine this game against Bristol Rovers would be one they'd want him to play in. Mm. I'm hoping so anyway. Um, now, I'm always against Bristol Rovers at the moment. Now, if you concede nine goals in your last three games, it's not really good at any level. But when you've played Accrington, MK Dons and Morecambe, uh, I don't know good what to point, say. Yeah. I mean, that, good point. That is, um, I mean, Accrington have barely created anything. MK Don's picked up very gradually, but again, they're not prolific. Uh, Morecambe have scored a few recently, to be fair, but even so, nine in three against that trio is um, almost unforgivable, really. I've said a few times since Bobby Thomas has gone, and they weren't watertight with him, I just don't think the defence defensive players that Barton have got are good enough um, or proven enough. I looked at that bat four last week, and it, it just doesn't look... It's certainly not intimidating in any way. So I think this is... And Lincoln have been... They're not a great set-piece side, but you've got to bring in the fact that... Which is the main angle, really, that Monsma has got 10 goals in 76 games for Lincoln. Hmm. Uh, just say that again. 10 in 76. That's a that's a, a midfielder will be happy with that, most midfielders. Um, so it's, it's one of those cases where... I think you mentioned to me when he was playing regularly before the bad injury, he was going off at like sevens, eights, wasn't he? even shorter, I think. Absolutely, so, yeah. It was one of those that immediately after the week we were we were chatting and, it, yeah, we just, just ears pricked up. It'll be interesting to see where the layers land. And um, like you said, he, he, he's been off for a while, so there's no kind of recent form. Is someone going to make a mistake? And, hey, there's no doubt 20 to 1 is... yeah. Way too, and that, that's 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 the angle, really, isn't it? They've mm. they've forgotten about him, or they don't know who he is. Um, again, you can spot the firms that pay attention and know the players because they're short him, um, which is you know the, it just that's it, quite a good way of looking at things. If if you look at the firms that are ducking him this week, then you you know that they're paying some sort of attention to this league because if you paid any attention to it, you. You couldn't be twenty to one, um, mm. and when you factor in the playing Bristol Rovers, which is uh, is arguably an even better opponent than Accrington at the moment, um, the price the price is wrong. So Lewis Montsma twenty to one. 
Love it. Um, let's go and uh, let's get mugged off by Sutton again, shall we? Because it's been far too long. Uh, let's put Ben Goodliffe up. There was some twenties about earlier in the week. Um, may or may not have backed him already at that price, but we'll I'll confidently put him up in this uh, this podcast for eighteen to one as well. Um, he um, he missed the chance to, to pay his way a few weeks back, didn't he? Because he he goes off fourteens against Crawley. I think half of Twitter's on him. Game gets called off, but Hartlepool this weekend are just as bad, and he's in first show at twenty to one. I just don't get it. But so, um, you know, we only need to get him over the line once. This looks exactly the place to do it. Six shots in his last four. Sutton creating plenty. A couple of those shots from distance, but you know, it's nice to have speculative shots on your side as well as set pieces. Scored in here's what I like. So scored in the reverse fixture last year, and. Scored at Hartlepool for Dagenham in 2018. More fuel for the fire, that, which we like. So, Ben Goodliffe, um, should we say, it gets one more chance for the Anytime Notebook podcast. Uh, currently 18 to 1. Uh, that um, completes our naps and next best for this week. Uh, John, anything else that almost made the list? God, it looks easy this week, doesn't it? When, you, when we say it like that, <laughs> so, we, we've made it sound really easy. Uh, <laughs> That's it. All they got to do now <laughs> is score. Is actually score. That would be handy. <laughs> and <laughs> score, and it gets given. I guess we should add that based on what happens That's right, to, yeah. to Nathan Smith this yeah. week. There you go. Um, uh, championship, nothing. Um, struggling a bit to find anything in championship lately. Um, League One, I think, mentioned early, uh, Riley Tower again for Tower. I keep saying Tower for um, Portsmouth was close. Um, I think you could make a case for any of the Portsmouth backline. Now, the angle here is they play Plymouth, who I'm not keen to get against, but Plymouth are missing Mike Cooper, who yeah. is the best, best young keeper in the league, probably the best keeper in the league. They're going to the very, very top. He's out for the season. Now, the number two, I think, is Callum Burton. He's not bad. Um, I think he's, he's perfectly decent, but he, he's not a, he's not on the same level as Cooper from anything you can see. So, And also, you're getting the... I always like to look at a keeper change, and almost as importantly, or probably more, is uh, Dan Byrne was taken off injured as well against Sheffield Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The best defensive header, best attacking header. Um... The only thing that stopped me, I, when I first wrote out the notes, I, I put in Towler as the next best, but I watched uh, Sheff- I watched Plymouth against Sheffield Wednesday after Cooper and Byrne had gone off. And why well, am I saying Dan Byrne? That's the Newcastle one, isn't it? Dan Scar. Dan Scar, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've written here Dan Byrne. I'm still, a, still a ball winning centre half. Yeah, they're, they're similar players, um, kind of. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. And, uh, Anyway, yeah, so I watched the Plymouth after they lost Cooper and Scar and they look they cope quite well, um, which I was surprised with. So it's only a small sample and Sheffield Wednesday were one up, so they weren't chasing the game. But I think it was close, but when you look at the prices, uh, I can't really, I couldn't quite put Towler in as shorter than any of the two selections. So he was borderline. Now, I like this one in League Two. I'll probably back this this guy. Um, looking at Gillingham, as I've said a few times, a few of the players that were there already have really improved. Uh, David Titonda, left back, is getting forward a lot more. But 
more obvious one from uh, what they're producing is Dom Jeffries, um, another ex-Brentford B player. Um, we like to get in a Brentford B mention. Um, didn't look really anything at the start of the season, just a defensive midfielder, never really got forward. You know, the, I don't think he was playing very well from what I could tell. Didn't always finish the game. Now, since Christmas, he's been playing slightly more advanced on the right side, not ridiculously advanced, but and a little bit on the left side. Now, he had two shots last week, 0.22 XG. Uh, he was player of the match and a goal against Hartlepool recently. Uh, 0.1 and 0.28 in other recent games. Now, as I mentioned earlier, they're travelling to Mansfield. It's not really a great matchup, but 11 to 1 is available, which for a reasonably productive midfielder based on the last month is probably just about okay. So I think I will back Dom Jeffries at 11 to 1 as well. Yeah, I like that. That's kind of, um, yeah, that's like defensive midfielder type prices, isn't it? For, uh, for someone yeah, exactly. who's a bit more attacking. Yeah. Um, great stuff. Hey, um, I think that'll just about do us for this week. Whatever you are backing, uh, be lucky this weekend. Once again, if you do enjoy the pod um, and you want to show your thanks, leave us a positive review on any uh, podcast platform of your choice. John, another record week for listeners. Uh, last week, it fills me. It fills me with a, a warm, content heart that there are so many punters out there who love value losers as much as we do. Um, we've made a few changes to our, our. Well, I've made a few changes to our some podcast hosting site. You know, you, people really shouldn't trust me with this type of thing. But um, I'm sure you'll find us somewhere. I think Spotify is playing up, but we're definitely on an Apple Podcast. You'll find us somewhere. Um, whatever you're backing, but be lucky. Uh, John, we'll do it all again next week, shall we? Yeah, we're heading for Christmas number one. You heard heard it here first. Christmas number one, indeed, John. Yeah, um, uh, we're we're well on the way now. Okay, great, John. I'll speak to you next week. Cheers, mate. Thank you.